about you, but I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord yet one more time. Is there anybody this morning glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. We want to welcome you this morning to our in-person service as well as those who are watching by live stream. We thank and praise God for you for all of the blessings and we just want to give God praise and glory and honor this morning. Amen. I pray that everybody is doing real well. The Bible says in Psalm 150, to praise ye the Lord and to praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent grace. Praise him and praise him and praise him and praise him. Praise the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Come on, let's stand this morning. Let's put our hands together and give God praise. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. God is good. 
and he's worthy of all the praise. Would you come to do today, church? Come to give me some praise. It's been good to you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you, dear Lord, for the changing of seasons. We thank you for the changing of seasons in our lives, dear Lord. Oh, we fight you sometimes, all the change. We like things a certain way, but you know the right way. And we place our trust in you, dear Lord. Not in man, but in you. For we realize, dear Lord, there's no greater on this side than you. I want to take special opportunity, dear Lord, to pray for Israel right now, dear Lord. Over a thousand people died, dear Lord. And it seems like it's needless. It seems like it's just out of nowhere. But, dear Lord, you know all about it. And there are children and grandchildren are being held captive right now. We're asking that you you would just take into account, dear Lord, that these are your people. And bless them, dear Lord, in such a way, dear Lord, to, to know that you are the strength and the redeemer. In Jesus' name. Blessing this service, dear Lord. For we realize that in prayer, it changes things. And we could actually be the catalyst for change. We ask that you would keep our attention span, dear Lord, so that it's focused on you. That we not waver, that we not think about outside things, and we don't let circumstances get the best of us, but we that trust in you, dear Lord, all the way. And as we're trusting, we're asking that you bless the pastor of the church, dear Lord. Give him all that he needs. You've equipped him with a word, dear Lord. Now bless his spirit. Prop him up. Grant him all the wisdom and understanding to realize, dear Lord, that these are crucial times. And we need a word from you. Can't make it without you. You're the lamp unto our feet. You're a guide on our path. When praying days are over, dear Lord, all we want to hear is thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over us. I'm now going to make you ruler over We're trusting you in all of this, but we're giving you the praise, for we realize that you are the Son of God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Had to take some time on Israel, y'all. These are those days, and this is the time. Thank you for remaining standing. Responsive reading comes to us, Selection 579, in the rear of the hymn book, and of course on the big screen. It is entitled, Faith. comes to us from the book of Hebrews, 11th chapter. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. 
God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he was sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, everyone. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Blessed quietness.
blessed quietness. Holy quietness, what is showing in my soul. On the stormy sea, Jesus, deep peace to me. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. We have our official welcome this morning by uh, Deacon Mike and uh, Deacon Sermon Shannon. Amen. Let's welcome them as they come this morning. Good morning, church. Good morning. Forgive me, I'm a little hoarse, so you don't hear me well enough. I apologize in advance. I'd like to say good morning to any visitor. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today, either online or in person. We hope that you will be motivated to fully participate in all aspects of our worship service today. If you have your own church home, please take our regards back to your congregation. If, however, you are seeking a church home, we pray that you will contact our church for a spiritual guidance. We have a saying, Second Baptist Church. The first time you're here with us, you're a visitor. But the next time, you are saved. Thank you and enjoy the service. Thank you, Irma and Mike. And you see how Mike laid that out there, didn't you? <laughs> what a blessing. And certainly we appreciate each and every one of you, especially those who are watching by live stream. We thank God for you. We want to remind you that on next Saturday, Women's Ministries here at the church uh, has their special uh, cookbook reveal. So if you haven't signed up to get your cookbook, please get yours today. That's going to take place at 1 o'clock. Uh, they're going to have some tastings of food. I know Sister Bowling said it was not dinner. It was tastings. So if you've all been to Costco's and some of these other places, you can get a couple of tastings if you want. Turn it into a little something extra. So we do invite and encourage uh, you to come. Uh, this cookbook that they put together uh, has a lot of our members who have given uh, recipes from their mothers or grandmothers or great-grandmother or somewhere that was passed down the line. There is information in there about that. So it's more than a cookbook. It is a keepsake uh, for you. So make sure that you sign up for that. But we want to have you come out. So next Saturday, please put it on your calendar. Uh, next Saturday at 1 o'clock, uh, please join and come out uh, for the celebration as the reveal of the cookbook. If you haven't ordered, I believe you can order right after church as well. Get some pre-orders in there. Uh, also, that next day on Sunday, October 29th, our youth are having their uh, Harvest Festival. We need to make sure that we get the parents to sign up. Please make sure that you sign uh, your children up. Uh, to participate. Adults are welcome as well. They have a great time. There's a lot going on. Uh, Hillary Kwan is right across from Christ Community Church where uh, we have spent some time while our church was being built. So we invite and encourage you to uh, come out and to do that. Um, on the first Sunday of November, uh, Sister Emma and I are celebrating our 28th pastoral anniversary. We 
pray that you will come out and join with us on that day. We're thanking God for all of his blessings. We thank God for each and every one of you uh, who have been there. Some of you who have been here from the very beginning. I see Sister Boyd back there. Amen. Here from the very beginning. And so we are grateful and thankful uh, for that and for the opportunity to serve uh, you as servants here at Second Baptist Church of Georgetown. Uh, as you all know, we are part of the Suburban Baptist Association. Uh, they have a revival every year. We have an annual session every year. The annual session is going to take place uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this coming week. Uh, it's going to take place at Antioch uh, Baptist Church in North Hills, uh, Pennsylvania. I've been uh, served at probably every position that they had through the association and I was out down visiting my sister in Texas uh, when my brother-in-law had passed. We had a meeting, and I wasn't there, and they voted me in as a president. And so, <laughs> don't can't miss a meeting. I mean, the church I came out from with Sister Band, they'll tell you, if you don't show up for the meeting, you'll get voted in. <laughs> and so, I'm voted in to serve as a treasurer again, you know, done all the other positions as well. So, uh schedule allows, please come out and join with us on that time. Uh, also, on the second Sunday of November, which is November 12th, we are going to celebrate our ministries. That is our ministry recognition Sunday during our morning worship service, and we will announce our ministry of the year and realizing that all of our ministries do an awesome and a great job in there, but uh, uh, we want to uh, recognize a, a ministry uh, this year as well. Uh, just for special recognition. So we pray that you'll put that on your calendar as well. Listen, let's get our hearts and minds ready to give uh, back to God. You know, we thank God for the opportunity to give. As you know, there's three ways you can give here at Second Baptist. For those of you who are in person, we have our offertory box that's located at the back of the church. Before you leave, please deposit your tithes and offerings there. Those of you who are watching online, if you just click on the tithe and giving button, Right there on the website, you can submit your tithes and offerings there, or you can mail them in. So we are just grateful and thankful. Uh, the Lord is blessed. We just had our church business meeting last week, and, and we're praising God for his blessings. We're actually doing very, very well, and so we thank God for each and every one of you. We thank God for being God all by himself, amen, and that God is blessing us in a mighty way. And so we would ask that you would continue to give and give our very best to the Lord, because as you know, everything we have, it belongs to him. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give, God. We uh, realize, God, that yes, you are in control of all things, and we're grateful and thankful that you are. So we ask, God, that you would be with us and that as we receive these uh, tithes, these offerings on this day, that we will use them, Lord God, to build up your kingdom while we are here on earth. We ask, God, that you would continue to bless those that gave, bless uh, those who had a desire to give but had it not. And so, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord God, a hearty thank you. We're grateful and thankful for everything that you have done, that you are doing, and that you will continue to do. For we ask these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say... Amen, amen. Let's welcome our sanctuary choir this morning. Amen. I see a new member in our choir, Sister Donna James. Amen. We want to thank Sister Donna for using her gifts and talents. 
with the choir. Amen.
Good morning, family. Please bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Father God, once again, we come before you, giving you all praise, honor, and glory. We thank you for allowing us to wake up and allowing us to see another beautiful fall day. Again, a day that we had never seen before. Father, we thank you for those who have come out today to serve you. And we pray for those who had the desire to come, but for various reasons could not be here. We pray for those who are sick, 
were shut in. We pray for those who are who have <clears throat> are experiencing uh, difficulties, who are do not see peace right now, especially those who are over in foreign lands, and in particular Israel. We pray that you will somehow grant them peace of mind and restore peace to their parts of the world. Father, we pray for our pastor as he delivers the word, that it may touch someone and bring them to you. They may come to know you. And Father, <clears throat> again, we thank you. We can't thank you enough. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Let the church say amen. How many of you know that we serve a mighty God? Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Before uh, we bring the word to you this morning, I did want to share with the congregation, Brother Vince Thompson's uh, mother uh, passed away uh, just yesterday. And so uh, we want to certainly keep the Thompson uh, family in prayer. I know his mom had been on hospice and I believe his dad was on hospice as well, and, and also we want to keep the Thompson family in prayer. They're going to have a service uh, at the Community Baptist Church in Bristol on next Saturday at uh, 1245 p.m., so we'll be sending out some information, but just want to let you know to please keep uh, the Thompson family in prayer in this uh, difficult time. I uh, told uh, Vince uh, many times that uh, what a blessing it is to have had your mother that long, and Sister Davinia's mom as well, still kicking and doing very well. And what a blessing it is, amen. When you lose your mother, those of us who've lost our mother or our father, I'm telling you, it is a blessing to still have your mom or your father with you. I certainly wish I still had mine. Uh, but you know what? They have gone on to glory. And I know they went to glory, amen, because they love the Lord. And so I know that uh, Vince's mom and Davinia's mother-in-law certainly knew the Lord. So God fixed it so that we'll be able to see our loved ones again. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful. Anybody grateful for that, that God fixed it so? For those who are believers and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that we're able to see our loved ones again. Amen. With every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we just come just to say thank you this morning. We thank you, God, for waking us up and for starting us on our way. We 
We thank you for the gift of life, Lord God, we take for granted so many times. But Lord, help us to be thankful. Help us to be grateful, Lord God. Help us to appreciate this short time that we have down here. And Lord, we thank you for loving us the way you do. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord God, who came down into this place to live a life of encouragement that we might see that we are able to move forward in him. And so, God, we just ask that you would be with us now as we hear a word from thee. Lord, somebody needs you more so now than what they've ever needed you before. And so, Lord, we ask that you would speak to hearts right now, Lord God, if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins, that, Lord, you would speak to their heart and upon your word coming forth, someone this morning, someone who may be on live stream will cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and give God praise. You know, I don't think I have to let any of you know that Satan is certainly busy in this time in which we are living. When we look around and we see uh, wars and the rumors of wars where we see horrific events and things that are going on around us. And, you know, as we're praying uh, for peace, amen, and uh, all over the world, there's, there's not just in the Middle East where there's fighting and things that are going on, but there's fighting in places that we don't even really hear about on a regular basis. But we do know who is behind it. And we know that Satan is busy. And he's doing everything he can to get people to buy into his lies, amen. And, and unfortunately, man seems to be moving in the direction to have more destruction in their lives. I believe that we're living in a time where acceptance and being accepted plays a big part in our society today. And where everybody is looking for an excuse to do whatever it is that they want to do. Everybody wants the green light be able to act according to their own will and to their own way. I believe we're living in an anything-goes-just-let-it-flow society. Whatever you want to do, folks says it's all right. What we want sometimes, we want so bad that we'll do just about anything and we'll listen to just about anybody to get it. Nowhere is that more evident and seeing Satan being busy trying to change people's mind. Then in the book of Genesis, in the third chapter, where you all are familiar with the great fall of mankind of Adam and Eve. If you'd be so kind to stand with me this morning, I want to share with you these great words. And if you have any problems standing, you feel free to just to sit still. Amen. I got 19 verses. To read through, amen. So if you get tired, I was trying to cut the story, but how many of you know you can't cut the story? Amen. You got to tell it like it is. Amen. Listen, if you will, to the words that are recorded there. For the word of God says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, 
we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife had hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam, and he said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee? that thou wast naked. Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and in thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. It cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for the dust thou art, and unto the dust thou shalt return. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, tell him, don't let Satan fool you. Tell your neighbor this morning, don't let Satan, but tell him like you mean it this morning, don't let Satan fool you. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Don't let Satan fool you. I'm sure that most of you, if not all of you, are certainly familiar with 
today with the story of Adam and Eve. It's one of those stories that we learn, uh, probably might have been the first story that you learned as a youth. Uh, your parents may have shared it with you or you learned it in vacation, Bible school, amen. And so we are familiar with that story. We're familiar with their failure to obey God in the Garden of Eden when tempted by Satan. And if you look back into Genesis chapter 2, just a chapter back, in spite of the command God gave them, and listen to the command he gave them in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt, what? Surely die. You see, mankind, I'm going to ask if uh, the guys out in the uh, lobby, turn the TV down in the lobby for me, because I hear uh, a whole lot coming back <laughs> at me. Amen. Sean, do me a favor. Turn the TV that's in the lobby. Uh, turn that down for me, Bob. Amen. Amen. I told the guys, open up the door so you can hear. I like the door open anyway so you can hear what's going on. Amen. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. When you look at this, you realize that mankind, meaning Adam and Eve, had already set their sights on what they wanted. And all they needed then was the justification to act on. But I need to tell you this morning that it doesn't matter, church, who you're trying to convince. Who's trying to convince you to move contrary to what God has already said. Somebody needs to know that they don't do it. Amen. Don't be like Adam and Eve on this. Don't get caught up in the madness. Amen. Don't get caught up in the drama. Don't get caught up in the lies and the half-truths and the misinformation that the devil tries to get to. Don't get caught up with what the enemy would have you to be in, amen? Because when you allow yourself to get caught up in mess, you're going to find yourself in the midst of trouble. Can I ask you this one? Has ever, anybody ever been in trouble? Amen in here, somebody. Amen in here, somebody. Everybody has been in trouble. You might be in the midst of trouble right now. Amen, somebody. Listen, can I take a minute this morning? I just want to take a little time this morning because... I want to teach this as well as I want to preach it to you. Amen. I, I want to show you how Satan works. Because we're living in a time right now, and I'm going to tell you, he's going to try to do all he can to mess you up. And what he wants you to do is to do your own thing rather than doing what God asks you to do. Let me break this down to you this morning. I recognize, I've seen it in my own life, and I've seen it in other people's lives in the world, that the first thing Satan will do is that he will set you up in a situation. Amen, somebody. He'll set you up. Satan will set you up for a fall because Satan is subtle. He's cunning. He's crafty. He's calculating. He's shrewd. He's slick, and he's sly. Amen. I like the way Apostle John said it uh, about uh, the devil. He said, for he is a liar. And he said that he is the father of lies. Amen. 
And church, one of his main objectives is to convince you to do something you shouldn't do. I want you to listen what he told Eve uh, in the second part of verse 1 of this text. Listen what he told her. Verse 8, amen. Verse 1. He said, now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And watch this. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said that ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Amen. You see, when you listen to the devil, he does two things. Number one, he makes you question God's word. And secondly, he makes God's word look harsher than what it is. Amen. And so we need to understand today that in the garden, they really only had one rule that they had to follow. Amen. And that rule was don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the only thing God told them not to do. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There were hundreds of trees that were there in the garden. And they passed them up to get just to this one. Church, the devil will try to set you up for a fall. But don't let Satan fool you, amen? What he's hoping for is he is hoping to deceive you, amen, if you're not careful. And I want you to notice something, because if you look at that, Satan was talking with Eve when she was alone. Y'all don't hear me in here. That's why it is that you and I need to be surrounded by the saints. Y'all hear me this morning. That's why you need to be surrounded by the saints of God, amen? Because Satan took advantage when he found her near the forbidden tree. So if you don't want to eat the forbidden fruit, you got to stay away from the what? From the forbidden tree. Amen. And so Satan tempted Eve that by her she might tempt Adam. Amen. Listen to this. And you may have noticed this. Satan will send temptations by hands that we don't suspect. Amen. And by those who have the most influence on us. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of your heavy attacks have come from folk you least expected that you would want to have a problem with. Amen. The enemy will convince you to think negatively about God. Amen. As a matter of fact, he always tries to make it seem like it's a burden to follow God. Amen. You've heard it. Amen. When you try to talk to somebody, they start giving you excuses why they're not a Christian, why they can't come to church. I can't do nothing being a Christian. You know, my parents, my church, God won't let me do anything. That's why I can't be a Christian. Anybody ever said that to you? That's why I can't be a Christian. I can't drink anymore. I can't smoke anymore. I can't dance anymore. You've heard it. We need to understand church, but it's nothing but a setup. Amen. Satan will set you up. Amen in here, church. And the problem is that when subtly, when subtly stops working, the devil flat out calls God a liar. Amen. I want you to listen to what he says in verses 4 and 5 of this text. Listen to what he says. He's calling God a liar. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you're going to be like God's knowing good and evil. Amen. He's calling God a liar. The enemy, Satan, will try to entice you and try to hook you. Amen. He was lying to Eve. 
and he just showed Eve the pleasurable things that she can get out of it as she go ahead and eat from the fruit. Amen. How many of you know the devil always trying to show you pleasurable things? If sin wasn't pleasurable, ain't nobody would be bothered doing it. Amen. Amen. Sin may be pleasurable for a season, but guess where it's going to lead? It's going to lead to death. Amen. The devil will show you the pleasures of drinking, but not the results of alcoholism. Y'all don't hear me in here. The devil will show you the pleasures of illicit sex, but not the results of HIV and AIDS. The devil will show you the pleasures of drugs, but not the results of addiction. Y'all hear me in here today? I need to tell you this morning, don't let Satan fool you. Amen? Don't get caught up in the trap. It's a setup. Amen? Because once you get trapped in the setup, you know what's going to happen? You're going to eventually sell out. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Amen? Adam and Eve got trapped in the setup. Listen to what happened in verse 6 of the text. Listen to what it says. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one what? Wise. She took of the fruit thereof and she did eat. And she gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Amen. What happened to her? They believed the lie. Amen. It looked good. It tastes good. It'll make me wise. Amen. But what they did is they made a moral decision based on physical lust instead of the spiritual command that God gave them. Amen, somebody? You see, in essence, they said, if it feels good, go ahead and do it. Amen, church. That's what a lot of our young people have got caught up in and they're struggling today. They're leaning on their own understanding instead of leaning on God. Amen. Don't let Satan, church, fool you. Amen. Because when you decide to make your own moral rules and based on what you think and not what God says, it's like making yourself a God that you got control of everything that you want to do. Amen. And as human beings, listen, it's natural for us to have appetites for, for things. Appetites for things like food and actually power, money, popularity, sex. Amen. It's natural. People have appetites. Amen. Uh, but the issue is, can you control it? You may go into a restaurant today and you know you don't need that dessert, but you want it anyway. Amen. <laughs> but it's up to you to control your appetite. Amen. We have to stop saying, I can't control it. I just can't do it. Amen. It's too tempting for me to handle. Amen. But you all know that God handled that. Anytime we say that we have a temptation that we can handle, what does the word of God says? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You all know what it says. If you don't, I'm going to put it up. Amen. It says that there have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is what God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation also make a what? A way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. Church, don't let Satan fool you. Amen. Because he's going to lead you to set you up. And, and once Satan sets you up, he's going to try to get you to cover it up in your life. Amen. Somebody say cover up. Amen. 
Listen to what verses 7 and 8 says. Amen. Listen to it. It says, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Amen. They tried to hide behind things. Amen, church. They tried to hide behind the fig leaves to cover up their sin because they were naked. They realized they were naked. They tried to hide behind things. The trees uh, allowed them to hide their sins behind the good things that they did. They were taking care of the garden. They were in an area where they had done some good things. Now, here they are hiding behind the tree in an area where some good things were taken care of. Church, don't you know we do the same thing in our lives? We hide behind things. Amen. Got a nice smile on. Amen. Come to church on Sunday for service. Some of us, amen, and you know it to be true, so heavenly bound there with no earthly good. Amen. Hiding behind things. Amen. And that's why God has to expose and convict us, church, when we try to cover up. He's got to do it. Has the Holy Spirit ever convicted you of anything, church? Come on in here, somebody. Has he ever convicted you of something in your life? Look what God says in verse 9 of this text. Listen to what he says. This is an awesome lesson. If you read through Genesis chapter 3, amen, it just breaks it down for you. Listen to what verse 9 says. And the Lord God called unto Adam, and he said unto him, Where art thou? In other words, Adam, where are you? Where you be? Amen. Where are you? And it wasn't because God had no idea where he was. Believe me, God knew where he was. But it was because he wanted Adam to know where he was. Amen? He wanted Adam to know that his setup has caused him to run, hide, and cover up. Amen? And now it's going to be hard for Adam to come out. Amen? Why? Because when you give in to the setup, God has to expose your cover-up to bring you back into the place where you need to be with him. Amen. But instead of coming clean, Adam did what we all do. He blamed others for his mistake. You know Adam, he's not going to get off the hook this morning. Amen. Listen to what he says in verse 12. And the man said, the woman whom... Thou, who you gave me to be with, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat of it. He blamed the woman. Amen, somebody. And he blamed God. I didn't get to it yet. <laughs> he said, well, if you, God, if you put her here, you must want me to have it. And then in verse 13, listen to what the word says. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me or deceived me, and I did eat. Amen. Church, we need to understand that the cover up is nothing more than an excuse for our actions. Amen, somebody. You know the excuses that we use because some of us still using them today. 
The devil made me do it. You know, folks been using the devil made me do it way before Flip Wilson. For those of y'all old enough to know Flip Wilson, before he said it, amen. People have been claiming that the devil made me do it for a long time. Amen. Maybe they're talking about, well, my parents didn't raise me right. Or I got so much peer pressure on me. Amen. And then here's the one everybody's still using. Everybody else is doing it. Amen. And here's somebody. We never look in the mirror at ourselves and the part that we played. Amen. Eve started it. But Adam was standing right there when God said not to eat of the fruit in the first place. Amen. And so he made a personal choice to disobey God. Y'all don't hear me in here this morning. You can't let Satan fool you. Amen. Because believing in his lives, his lives will cause you to set up, to be set up by the enemy. And that set up will lead you to the cover up. Amen, somebody. But let me tell you this morning. But for every setup and for every cup cover up, there's always going to be a pay up. Somebody say a pay up. Amen. Understand this morning that nothing comes without some consequences in your life. Amen, church. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Listen to it because we need to know it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also what? He shall also reap. Amen. For he that soweth to the flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap what? Life everlasting. Amen. Church, when you get caught up in the lies of this world, amen, you're destined to be set up by the devil. And Lord, in all kinds of sins, amen, just think about the sin that has taken place in your life. And if you look back, you're going to see that you got set up, amen, for the things that you had done. And as a result of the setup, you're going to find yourself in the midst of the cover-up to hide what you've done, amen. But church, a day will surely come when it's time to pay up, amen, somebody. And don't you know that Satan had to pay up, Amen. Look what the text says in verses 14 to 16. Satan had to pay up. The word says, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, that's the devil, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Amen, somebody. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Amen. And unto the woman, amen, listen to what it says. Unto the woman, then he said, that I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall have rule over thee. Amen. Church, everybody. Got to pay up. Amen. Look at verses 17 through 19. Listen to what it says. 17 and 19. It says, and under Adam, I God addressed Eve, and he's addressing Adam. Under Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. And in sorrow shalt thou eat in all the days of thy life. Amen. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. 
and in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return to the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and from the dust thou shalt return. Amen, somebody? Church, don't let Satan fool you. Amen? Anybody here know that whatever's done in the dark will come out in the light? Amen here, somebody? You got to pay up. It's going to come out. Amen? But aren't you glad that we're not under the same penalty of Adam and Eve? Amen, somebody? Aren't you glad that God provided a way of escape for us? Amen? Because the Word says that God provided uh, uh, what it took for us to be delivered from the price of the setup and from the cover-up, amen? Because the Bible says this in Romans 5, 8, and 10. You all know this, Romans 5, 8, and 10. But God commendeth his love towards us in that what? While we were yet sinners, that Christ died for us, amen? And much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him, amen? For if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be what? We shall be saved by his life. Amen. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God sent his son, his son, Jesus Christ, into this world that you and I may come to know him, to receive him, to accept him as Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Is there anybody glad about it this morning? That we serve the kind of God that no matter what we have done in this life, no matter what the trials were, no matter what the tribulations were, no matter what the sorrow was, no matter what the heartache is, no matter what the pain is, we got a God who's able to bring you through. Is anybody here glad this morning that we serve a God who's able to bring you through through the midst of trials, through the midst of pain, through the midst of heartache, through the midst of disappointment, through the midst of discouragement? Because when I look back over my life, when I think about how good God has been, when I look back over my life, and I see that God was the one who lifted me up. All I can do is put my hands in the air. And back in the dance days, you used to wave them like you just didn't care. But I'm going to wave them for the Lord this morning. Is anybody willing to give God praise and wave your hands for the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Stand with me, church. Hallelujah. Church, don't let Satan fool you. He got the best of Adam and Eve. At that time. And don't you know, because of that fall, we still dealing with sin issues and things today. Amen. Somebody said to me once, well, all she did and all he did was eat a piece of fruit from the tree. But the whole concept is around obedience to God. And it lets us know that even that sin we may think it's nothing. Matter of fact, we may look at our own lives and say, well, I've done a whole lot worse than that. But it lets us know the power of sin and the impact it can have on your life. That God will look at sin, no matter how big or how small, and it must be addressed in your life. If you have a sin issue in your life right now, and you have not addressed it, and the Lord is speaking to you this very moment. Those who are watching my live stream, don't let Satan fool you. He will want to tell you right now that it's not a big deal. 
it's no big problem. There's other people that have done things far worse than I have. But to God, sin has to be addressed. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who can address your sin. If you just turn it over to him, say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I'm in need of a savior. Lord, help me to address this sin in my life. That I may be able to repent of it. And I'll to turn my heart and my life over to you. If you were to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart right now, he will receive you and accept you just where you are. Somebody said to me once, I'll give God some time once I get my life cleaned up. I let him know very clearly, you yourself and your own strength can't clean up your life the way it needs to. Thank God we have a Savior who's able to help you to clean up your life. And all you got to do is ask him, invite him in to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. If the Lord is speaking to you today, don't let Satan fool you and tell you, well, I can do this at another time. Today may be the last opportunity. This moment may be the last opportunity you have. When I was coming up to church this morning, right up the road here, there was a bad accident. And I was glad that things were removed by the time you received here. But I saw the car of what happened. And they had put it up on a truck to remove it. And the car was probably about this size left to it. I don't know if someone lost their life today, this morning. I'm sure that they had no idea that they would be in a car accident of that magnitude this morning. But none of us know the day, nor the hour. But if we surrender now and say, Lord, I give my heart and my life to you right now. No matter what tomorrow may bring, we're going to be made right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If there's someone here today, man, the Lord is speaking to you. Maybe you live in this community and you don't have a church home. The Lord is speaking just to you. You need to have a place of the fellowship, a place of covering in your life. Amen. If God is speaking to you, we would love to have you. Amen. Those listening by live stream, the Lord is speaking to you. This is an invitation to accept Christ as your Savior. Come to Jesus and he will save you. Amen. If the Lord is speaking to you. Amen. There may be someone here today who stands in need of prayer. I'm going to invite you to come to the altar this morning if there's anyone here who stands in need of prayer this morning. Amen. We're living in a time and in a world where we see many things happening around us. Prophecy being fulfilled each and every day. By the time you get home, there may have been some other devastating consequences that are going on with wars and various situations. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever's happening in your life right now and you need help, amen. Deke, if you'll help Brother Robert coming down, please, amen. Let's move in as close as we can as others come behind you, amen. As we realize we stand in need of prayer. 
with every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Eternal God, the Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, day that was not promised to us. Lord, we realize that there are some who did not wake up this morning. Lord, we're grateful and thankful that you saw fit to allow us to experience a brand new day. But Lord, we also know that we are living in a time now that you said would come. And so God, we see prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes, even as we stand and kneel at this moment. And so God, you know, you alone know what each individual stands in need of. Lord, we pray that you would just search hearts right now, that you would encourage those who are here, God, those who are listening, that whatever it is, that they are able to turn it over to you. God, help us to see, to understand, and to know that we need to be careful, that we can't let Satan fool us and to set us up so that we don't follow with a cover-up, God, because we know that a pay-up is coming. And so, God, we just ask that you would just be with us now. Bless each and every individual. Bless each home that is represented here. Bless those that are unable to come, Lord God, for whatever reason. Touch hearts of those, Lord God, who have no desire to know you as Lord and Savior. Speak to their hearts, God, that they may see that in this time, in this moment, and in this place, we have no one else that we can turn to who is able to help us and to save us but you alone, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So bless us, God, as we have our spirit come together, as we lift up your name, Lord God, as we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. For we pray for healing, both physically and spiritually. And whatever needs that are there today, that you bless in a way that only you can. We ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ. Let the church say, Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord some praise. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. Give somebody a holy hug today. Let them know that you love them. Amen.
and a wonderful day. Amen. Amen.